This NBA season, make every three-pointer, alley-oop, and buzzer beater even more exciting with FanDuel. You can bet on everything from first baskets and number of dunks to which player will drain the most threes. Or stack your bets with the same-game parlay for a shot to win even bigger. It's quick, easy, and you'll get your winnings fast. So download the app today and see why we're North America's number one sportsbook. Make every moment more with FanDuel. 19 plus and physically located in Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-866-531-2600 or visit connectsontario.ca. For the ones who know that a little late is always too late. And that the clock doesn't stop just because you're missing a part. Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry. And our KeepStock inventory management solutions help ensure you have the right stuff in the right place at exactly the right time. Visit Granger.com slash KeepStock to learn more. Granger for the ones who get it done. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report limitations apply. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report limitations apply. Here's the scenario. You're injured in a collision and your insurance company is denying your claim. It happens far too often. If it happens to you, call me, Brian Goldfinger of Goldfinger Personal Injury Law. My team and I work for people just like you. We don't accept cases on behalf of insurance companies, so you and your family can make sure that you're in good hands. Visit goldfingerlaw.com and get us working for you. Get Goldfinger today. You know what I want. Hello and welcome to the Raptors Reaction Podcast. I'm Earl Sampson Folk, and today detailing for you the Raptors' latest win over the Orlando Magic 105-94, moving them to 3-1 on the season. The season in which they are the defending NBA champions. A great game to watch, lots to like, and there's always been this kind of synergy with the Raptors and the Magic since the playoffs of last year. It's a short time, but there is a. I feel like the two teams are intimately involved. Both fandoms, I think, have a bit of a, not a distaste, but a, a like to each other. There's a lot of um, warm feelings, I think, towards Siakam and. Van Vliet and Lowry from Orlando fans, and I think Raptors fans generally have a lot of liking towards guys like Fultz or Isaac, and maybe that's just my own uh, worldview taking over there, but I do think that I see a lot of the talk around these two teams, and I do see a lot of shared feelings of enjoyment of the other's teams, but either way, it was a, a great game to watch. It started out, as most games do, with a Kyle Lowry triple, 
these days. He has come out shooting the ball like crazy this season, and it was no different in this one. He was ready to hoist him up early, maybe due to the fact that a lot of the lead guard duties, the ball handling and initiation, at least for the start of games, has been handed over to Fred Van Vliet, and that has freed up Lowry at the start of games to act as a gunner rather than a facilitator, and Fred Van Vliet has moved into that role of facilitator really nicely in my eyes, and that was that was something we saw at the start of the game as well. On the other side of the floor, Jonathan Isaac responded in kind with his own, and that was a precursor to how he was going to play the whole game. I think he had four triples. He was a monster defensively, and he was a big part of what the Magic were doing this whole game. He was pretty much the key to how the Magic got back into this game after the Raptors' dominant early start. And during that early start, basically what was happening was the Raptors played unconscionable defense. They were fantastic. The synergy they had moving as a unit, taking over the rotations, moving as a team, like it was all one amoebic and fluid organism, let's say. And they were getting to all the shots that the Magic were putting up. They completely sealed away the inside of the paint. And the Magic, they, they didn't even score a paint point until I think two minutes left in the first quarter. Big shout out to Marcus All, how he started the game. Nikola Vucevic was a complete, he was nowhere to be found in this game. Marcus All erased him, as did OG Ananobi with Aaron Gordon. It was terrific to watch these two. And Serge Ibaka, of course, did a great job dealing with Mobamba and Vucevic when their paths did cross. So that was great to see. The defense started off so strong. On the other side, like I said, Lowry was potent and explosive. He did a really good job kicking off the game. Siakam, likewise, he, man, this was one of those games where we constantly see Siakam recalibrating and during the game understanding how the defense is playing him and trying to play Siakam to his weaknesses and Siakam playing off of that and still trying to get to his strengths anyway. And at the start of this game, man, he was sharp as hell. There was a lot of great movement for the Raptors' offense. We're talking Van Vliet, driving dish, Lowry, driving dish, same on the same possession. And with that possession ending with an OG Ananobi triple or Siakam triple, all of which was going in at a really high rate. That didn't last all game, of course, but for the Raptors early on, man, they, in the first quarter, the story of the first quarter basically is the Raptors moved the ball incredibly well on offense. They shot the ball really well. And man, they defended like hell. OG Ananobi, his defense was the biggest thing that I picked up on this one. It was Aaron Gordon was getting possessions. They were trying to let him go at OG Ananobi. And the biggest thing I noticed right away is that Aaron Gordon, he likes to go downhill on the pick and roll. OG Ananobi did a fantastic job of funneling him into the help defense. He didn't let Gordon put him in jail. He always got the angle and always pushed him to his weak hand if he had any type of edge or pushed him straight into Marcus All as OG Ananobi faded back and took away the pocket pass. It was it was fantastic pick and roll defense. It was the best I've seen OG Ananobi in the pick and roll. Of course, you saw in this game if you watched this game or if you didn't, OG Ananobi flashed far more than just pick and roll defense. He flashed help side defense that was sterling. He flashed overwhelmingly intense um, above-the-break defense, just locking guys in his knees, swiping away at the ball, getting steals. I believe he had five tonight. It was just, it was a masterclass from him defensively. And in all the different facets of defense, it wasn't just what we're used to seeing where it's OG Ananobi playing really intimidating and overwhelming one-on-one defense. 
he was very cohesive in the Raptors' defensive five-man unit. And that was very, very encouraging to see. Really, really awesome. The second quarter, I think the three-point variance swung a little bit. I know the Magic broke off a 9-0 run, and that was just, you know, the Raptors shot really well in the first quarter. It wasn't really dropping for them in the second. And for the Magic, they did have some shots go their way. I know there's a lot of Chris Boucher fans who listen to Raptors Republic podcasts and read Raptors Republic, so I will give him some shine. He had a just a little bit of time on the floor, but when he was on the floor, his length was decent on defense. He didn't really get any opportunities on offense, He, but he had a really, really good trap on the sideline in the pick and roll. He got Terrence Ross to throw the ball away, and it was a really, really well-timed trap, and his length completely overwhelmed Ross on the sideline, and that's... That's his little shiny piece of this game, and it was a really nice trap. Otherwise, he had a tough time fitting in in this game, and they're still growing to do, which could be this season, of course, so keep an eye on that going forward, but it was it was a nice trap, and I like to see that. The second quarter, especially for the Magic, went well, mostly because of the Magic's ability to transition the game from a faster-paced one into a way slower-paced game, and that does favor the Magic because it lets their length and their ability to defend kind of take over and leave their stamp on the game, if you know what I mean. It was the Raptors have guards like Van Vliet and Lowry, who are geniuses on the fast break, and Siakam as well. OG Ananobi had a great fast break game, as far as I'm concerned as well, but the Magic did get them to slow down. There were a lot of fruitless possessions, specifically for Fred Van Vliet. This is a tough Magic team for him to really leave his mark against. We saw it against the Philadelphia 76ers. I talked about this on the latest weekly podcast with Vivek Jacob. That is something that Van Vliet does struggle with, is length on the defensive end, especially when he's trying to operate as the de facto point guard. If he's trying to find passing lanes, trying to make you know cross-court passes, that length makes all of that so much harder. The pocket pass, when Jonathan Isaac is lurking, becomes way more difficult. The cross-court pass from... A shorter angle from like Fred Van Vliet that gets a lot tougher because if you want to get over the defense you have to lob it but these guys are also long and quick so if you lob it it gives them more opportunity and time to get after it and push it the other way so things like that were happening and that basically the magic were climbing back into the game and they got almost all the way back but there was some brilliance from Kyle Lowry close out the first half which when is Kyle Lowry not brilliant is a question, of course, but it was, it was fantastic. He beat the buzzer with this just a wonderful layup, and he, he went the full length of the floor. He got there. It was a Kyrie Irving type of English on it, and it was just it was fantastic to see. It was really nice. The third quarter was, this game was played, and the first and third were in the Raptors' favor, second and fourth in the Magic's favor. It just kind of happened to break that way and the third was really good for the Raptors they started hitting more shots Ibaka had a nice little punchy like six or seven minute stint Gasol hit a three Siakam was dialing it up Kyle Lowry still working really well OG Ananobi as well just everything was clicking once again and it was the story of the game was first quarter for the Raptors second quarter for the Magic third quarter for the Raptors fourth quarter for the Magic and the fourth quarter is a big part of this game and it's one I want to talk about was something has happened I think early on is that having one of Siakam and Lowry on the floor seems almost a necessity and that is not shade at Fred Van Vliet it's just tough to create 
if it's just Fred Van Vliet plus others on the floor, especially against a defense that will probably be, well, I would say, will guaranteed be top five this year, the Magic defense, and could punch as high as first overall and will probably be top three. They're really good defensively. And the Magic went to a Jonathan Isaac at center that completely it nullified everything the Raptors were doing on offense in the early fourth until probably the four-minute mark. And it, it really helped the Magic spur on a 13-0 run, which got them all the way back in the game. And that was, it was a bit of a stroke of genius from Steve Clifford. However, the Raptors did eventually figure it out. You had Kyle Lowry finally put Jonathan Isaac in the pick and roll. And Jonathan Isaac is a great defender, but he's generally playing on the wing, playing help side. He's not usually put in the pick and roll as the big man. So Kyle Lowry was able to mix it up from there. And Kyle Lowry and Pascal Siakam, they closed this game out, man. They did a fantastic job. It was it was kind of scary down the stretch there for a second. You know, Pascal Siakam, he got called for kind of a... It looked like it wasn't really a foul, but a foul against DJ Augustine when he was pressing up on him above the break. It looked like Pascal Siakam hedged a screen and then blew up the pick and roll, right? He he completely bumped DJ Augustine out to almost half court. And then in slow-mo, it looked like there wasn't even that much contact. It was just DJ Augustine knew he was getting manhandled out there and kind of threw the ball away, and they called a foul. That was Siakam's, was his fourth. And then right, like, two plays later, Siakam climbed Isaac's back in what was definitely not a very smart foul at all. It was objectively a bad foul to take. He climbed his back, got his fifth foul with, like, four minutes to go, and you're looking at Siakam, who's had foul trouble in almost every game this year, and you're saying, like, my guy, don't do that. Like, you don't have to push like that. The call on on Augustine, sorry, I think was tough. And had it just been his fourth, fine. But climbing Isaac's back in an objective, he was objectively boxed out. Like, he was boxed all the way out and then took that foul. You don't want that. But he did end up coming back down. He scored an end one on Isaac. And then there was a play where he steamrolled Jonathan Isaac. And I'm not the one to say whether it was a charge or a block, but there was a lot of contact. Isaac ends up going down, and it seemed like time stopped. Time refused to move on. All the players stopped on offense and defense. The announcers didn't say anything. And then everyone realized that the refs were going to make it like we're going to allow it to play on. And then it, it played on, but it seemed like time stopped there. And maybe that was the first time we've seen Pascal Pascal get the benefit because it did look like an offensive foul. He did flatten Isaac, but I think the refs were cognizant uh, that Siakam had five fouls and were like, we're not fouling out the Raptors' star. And that's cool. If you ask me, that's cool as hell because that means that Siakam has definitively arrived. I mean, before this game, he's averaging, what, 33-13? and 13? He's a monster. He's incredible, but also he's getting those types of calls or non-calls like the LeBron flatten a guy, no offensive foul, and go up, that type of thing. And it's a cool progression to see for Pascal, and I bet he was happy they didn't make the call either. Um, I kind of want to talk about Markel Fultz. It was interesting in this game, and yes, I'm talking about Markel Fultz because I adore him and I think he's a fantastic player. The Magic were better with him running the offense, and maybe that was because his synergy with players who aren't 
Vucevic is better than DJ Augustine, and it just so happens that DJ Augustine happens to make most of his money based on his camaraderie and acumen working in the pick and roll with Vucevic. Vucevic was erased from this game, basically. I think he went 1 of 13. He played like 22 minutes. It just it wasn't there for him, and DJ Augustine's game wasn't there either. You can definitely credit the Raptors' defense for that, both you know, making it tough on Augustine and making it tough on Vucevic, and credit Markel Fultz for being, despite not having a great jump shot, but working around and through the Raptors' defense a lot of times. He did get wild a lot, but he also he showed a lot of unique playmaking skills. His ability to get to the rim was definitely something that the Magic needed, and that was, I thought him and Isaac were the bright spots of of the Magic in that one, and they really, they dragged the Magic through that, and mostly Isaac, because Isaac's defense was transcendent, really, he was fantastic, he played, basically he guarded two through five at an all-NBA level, each position, you know what I mean, he was so good, his upside defense, so good, and his his above-the-break defense, so good, his man-on-man defense, so good, like, making things tough on Pascal Siakam, who has been one of the best players in the league so far this year. And not only that, but Isaac, he had 24 on the other end. He shot 7 of 10. He was 5 of 7 from downtown. Like, the guy killed it. He did a fantastic job, and that was that was really cool to see. The Magic threw out a lot of three-guard lineups, too. They were, trying to, they were trying everything. Steve Clifford realized that Vucevic wasn't getting it done, so he was kind of seeing what would stick. What did end up sticking was that lineup with Isaac at center at the end of it all, but during the game there was a lot of Augustine, Fultz, and Michael Carter-Williams trying it out, seeing how that would work, and you know, credit Clifford for seeing how everything would go and eventually getting something to stick, but you know, the Raptors on the back of OG Ananobi, Pascal Siakam, Kyle Lowry, they, they closed it out. They did a fantastic job, and maybe to shine a light on OG Ananobi, he is the winner of the Reggie Evans Award. He was That was one of my favorite games to watch of OG Ananobi, and it's cool to see him stack this on top of the Bulls game, a Bulls game in which he was so good, and this game he was so good. It's just he's mixing together the things that he's good at so well. They're not coming separate. It's all coming as one package every single game so far this year, and man, he's looked great. And I know we were all excited about him in his rookie year. And he was, you know, he was playing good man-on-man defense. He was hitting shots from the corner. But this, like this year, it is just, it's a step up in every regard, it seems like. Of course, shooting, if he's going to try and recreate 37% from downtown, that's great. But as far as the passing, the defense, the cutting on offense, his awareness on both ends of the floor, he has just been... He has been very, very good. And he was everywhere tonight, the same way he was everywhere against the Bulls. He's playing great help side defense. He's playing great at the back end of the defense. He's playing great at the front end of the defense. And that's, he was everywhere. He also helped out on the boards once again. He had eight defensive rebounds in a game where the Raptors, I think they won the rebounding battle. And the Raptors have been struggling rebounding the ball lately against a big team like the Magic. Eight defensive rebounds, that's huge from OG Ananobi, as far as I'm concerned. The Mitchell Robinson Award for tonight, there is none. I don't think there was anything particularly villainous that happened tonight, and I think that's... I'm fine not handing out the Mitchell Robinson Award, honestly, because the instance that did give birth to this award 
Mitchell Robinson carelessly running down Kyle Lowry, Kyle Lowry getting hurt off of that. I don't like having a recreation of that moment or anything that is an analog of that moment. So I'm I'm quite pleased at that. The top quick reaction comment right now is Clips. He says, "I don't be the I don't want to be the one to say it, but f the refs again." Um, I don't agree with that. I don't know how. Uh, I have no idea how you watch that game and complain about the refs. I I don't know, man. I thought it was a good game and. The Magic, they that's what they they make their money. Their team gets their wins based on their defense and their ability to defend. And especially last year, defend without fouling. And I don't think that there's a conspiracy for the Magic, the Orlando Magic, to be a defensive juggernaut who will never get called for fouls or something like that. I think the Magic, they earn it. They play good defense and I don't jeez, I don't know. I don't think uh I don't think the refs had any impact on that game. I think both teams played well. I think that the Raptors were the better team. That was evident throughout. And, you know, it doesn't always have to be the refs. And I, I think it rarely is. The Raptors, they won the chip last year, guys. Like, maybe the conspiracy is over at this point. You know, they won it all. And, uh, yeah, that's how I feel about that. But regardless, you know, we all have our opinions. If you don't like the refs, you know, that's cool. Do your thing. For me, um, I don't. I don't think the refs had any missteps in this one. It's just that's how it is. Just a good basketball game. I enjoyed watching. Definitely thought the Raptors played well. Thought it was a good game. Really good defensive game from both teams. So that was fun to watch. And yeah, just thought it was a good game. Have no negative thoughts after that one. Maybe for you, clips the Mitchell Robinson award can go to the refs though, and that's that's okay. Um, For me, though, this is the end of the podcast. I hope you enjoyed listening, and the Raptors will keep going. It's going to be the Pistons on Wednesday. That's October 30th, 7.30 Eastern. And, uh, yeah, the Raptors will look to finally beat Dwayne Casey. I think they will, and they'll want to move to 4-1 on the season. Once again, I think they will. So look forward to that. I'll be with you after that game. If you haven't listened to the weekly podcast, I did it with Vivek Jacob just came out today as well this morning so if you want to listen to more stuff you can listen to that whether you're listening to this in the morning or at night have a blessed day and goodbye everyone needs more vacation right the new united gateway card knows how to take you away with great travel rewards and no annual fee ever the wait for vacation is over tap now or visit unitedgatewaycard.com to apply want to hear something amazing Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year, automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report limitations apply. For the ones standing guard. For the eagle-eyed, for the knights in shining armor, and for all those who support them, we are Granger, your experienced safety partner, offering supplies and solutions for every industry, committed to helping keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com/safety, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.